My name is Deborah. My name is Monica Grace. This is Whose We Are. Let's pray in. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity once again to come on this podcast and just speak the things that you have given to us and then also invite others into our journey as we just dig deeper into your word and use it as a way to navigate the surrounding world and our actions. And we just pray that as we speak today, that we're able to reach someone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Okay, so today's topic is about... Hmm, I don't know how to say this. Why in don't life. we just start talking about the Pastor Mike thing? Okay. Okay, basically, the Christian community is up in arms because of Pastor Mike's latest Easter concert. Um, I don't know if they titled it a concert, but Easter service. And people have different opinions about what transpired. People said that it was demonic. Some people just said, you know, Pastor Mike is not anointed and everyone needs to stop following Transformation Church. And different people have different opinions about it. And after, because I watched like the first 20 minutes, I formed my own opinion about it. But then it just also made me... Well, us kind of think deeper about what churches, like mega churches and like large churches have now become in the sense of like them being very business oriented and more so functioning as an institution that is able to like make monetize essentially. I mean, the church is an institution regardless. It's a yeah. nonprofit organization. So, and I think that churches have always been an institution. That's just what it is. I think the problem is not about, you know, a church being business savvy or a church being organized or institutionalized. Like, the problem is that we have different situations where people are feeling like what is represented in church is just not becoming godly anymore for Mm -hmm. the sake of social media, for the sake of, you know, likes and just, I don't know, like popularity. I think in terms of by business savvy more so, I meant like, you see how you said the church is a nonprofit. I think nowadays it kind of seems more so as if it's for profit because a lot of things that are being done is more so to get people in the doors, you know? So it seems as if you're going to put together the most, you know, extravagant play, concert, whatever, to get people in the doors and to have more revenue for the church. And that's why it kind of, you're now towing the lines of what is godly and what is just entertainment. I mean, I think, like, you can do things to get people in the door. Like, there's nothing wrong with trying to be creative to get people through the door. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, we have to look at the guidelines of, okay, is this biblical? You know, am I being led in the spirit to do these things? I think that's really the main issue. Yeah, and I think the debate becomes when some people feel like 
the person was being led in the spirit and it is godly and other people don't agree. But what do you think? I think from those first 20 minutes, that was not godly. <laughs> I feel like. And I didn't watch the whole thing, so that's why I don't want to say for sure. But I will say, it wasn't even... I wasn't Let's able see if to... they released it. No, and even the person that um, I was able to watch the video from... They took them down. Like Transformation Church reached out to them for like copyright. So so why my thing is if it was such a great thing, why haven't they posted it? I mean, what? I don't see it. They didn't post it. They didn't. Really I mean, they it. typically don't post like certain things in their sermon right yeah. like they post the sermons online mm-hmm. and typically like the praise and worship is something that just you see on live mm-hmm. that's not something that you see on um that's not something that you see on the on the, on the general channel mm-hmm. but I feel like the fact that they're copywriting people, first of all, as Christians, we don't copyright. Like, even if you look at, like, Christian music, Mm -hmm. to a certain extent, like, as a, in the terms of the Christian community, like, even if you're, like, borrowing someone else's song and you're singing it, people just let it rock because Mm -hmm. it's, like, it's Christianity. And we Mm -hmm. know, like, you're singing that not to get a profit necessarily for yourself, but it's all unto the kingdom, Mm -hmm. you know? So in Christianity, we don't typically, like, oh, you're using my song. Like, how many songs have you seen people do their own rendition of Apple Music and all those stuff, do covers, do all these things, or even, like, take clips of people from church? That was never an issue. But I think the fact that, like, Transformation Church is, like, now going about taking it down, it points to that... They're trying to clean up something. So what do you think? Um, I think that the performance from the bits and pieces that I did see, I think that it was just a lot. Like, I think mm-hmm. coming to church to see people reenact things, but in such a worldly sense, mm-hmm. like, this is supposed to be the passion of the Christ, you know? And even when you do the passion of the Christ, like, let it be respectful because we are imitating something that is supposed to be precious something that's supposed to be sacred it's like i don't even like you know putting like i don't know like just like you know when you would have your bible Mm -hmm. and you're just like okay i can't just like throw my bible on the floor Mm -hmm. you know just having that reverence and that respect and that fear of god and i think that it definitely gave oh my gosh remember when like john legend did the jesus thing and it was like jesus superstar jesus christ superstar yes I never um, watched it, but I heard about it. I've seen clips of it, and even that seemed way more respectful than this. I always had a... (laughs) A what? I always had an idea in my head Mm -hmm. of, like, we doing, um, like, a lot of Bible stories, like, either on Broadway or, like, in a form of, like, a TV show, whatever. Like, I always had that in my head, like, when I was younger. In, like, middle school. So, that's so funny. So, as someone that has an idea, like, okay, you think it would be good to kind of make this thing into a production. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that production? That it was would- a no. And I will say, even from an artistic background, right? I come into it, like you said. For me, it's like, we should try to be creative and try to, you know, do things in a way that people... It's easy for people to digest. So, I don't necessarily have that 
kind of like, oh, legalistic mindset when it comes to um, things of the Bible, right? So going into it, I kind of had an open mind, even though I heard mm-hmm. all these negative things. And even just watching it, it was confusing. And that's the thing that I didn't like. Because I'm like, if I can't even really tell the story of it, like if I can't even understand like what's happening here in relation to a Bible story, then you're not really doing it correctly. And then on top of that, to have the worldly things on top of it, it just completely loses its meaning. There was a church that I used to attend growing up and they did a play as well. I I don't know. It wasn't around Easter, but they used to do a really prominent play. I think it was about their origin story. And that play was, it it didn't touch on like worldly and and kingdom, but it was that kind of thing of like, we're going to modernize something that is reflected in the Bible. And I still, it still didn't give everything that it gave. Like it was just too many things going on that I feel like had no basis and didn't promote understanding. Mm. It was just like, why is this in here kind of thing? Yeah. That's what I didn't like. It's like, I'm not understanding the actual biblical story. And then you're also mixing in all these things of the world. So now the actual message is lost. And so that's why I think like, okay, then you have to look at what is the foundation of this? It's not godly if I don't even recognize God in it at all. It's just like, this is a play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it's hard for me to really judge in a sense of... I didn't get to see everything. So it's mm-hmm. like, what if I just seen the highly sensationalized parts? Yeah. You know? Um, but from what I did see, it was like, oh, girl, you little Yo. boys matter. Something, that... something. I'm like, okay, see, this is, this is something that even in, even standing in the culture and looking at the culture, there are things in the culture where we observe the world that we're already like, this is annoying. Cringe. This is cringy. Or like, this isn't something that, you know, we want to like glorify. Mm-hmm. Even apart from being a Christian, just, you know, wanting to have like good standards and good morals and good, mm-hmm. all these things. So it was just like a lot of things that were very like pop culture like yeah too a little to the too much but i think like going into it and just thinking okay you know is this a reflection of how we have made ministers and people in church this thing that cannot have accountability towards because mm-hmm. i think you know when ministers and churches get to a certain level of degree of growth we tend to see their faults more clearly because they're on such a big platform but also we expect so much out of them and Mm -hmm. maybe the pressure of doing the next big thing or who who's gonna have the best easter service or Mm -hmm. who's gonna do this like maybe the pressure is too much but it's like we cannot represent the world like the world keeps reinventing itself to gain more people Mm -hmm. and it's like christians we're not called to reinvent ourselves to attract other christians or to attract people like we are called to just be who we are let our yes be yes our no as no and it's not truly us it's the light of god in us it's god in us it's the holy spirit that then impacts people like even ministers that are like okay you are blessed you are talented you can speak to people and really transform them 
You have to have a humility to know that that's not you. It's the grace of God. It's the person having the Holy Spirit in the room that is working on their hearts for their ears to listen and their hearts to be open to receiving the word. It is not you you're that you're so talented that you're just able to pull all these people and even the talents that you do have it comes from the father Mm -hmm. so it's like having that humility to know that this thing that i'm doing is for god and it's for the kingdom and that i'm going to represent this thing in a way that i know that god wants me to represent it and the people that are touched by it are touching the people that aren't touched by it god will work see them one time and meet them on (laughs) their way you know and not trying to say like okay i see that low cut dresses really get men so when i preach my message today i'm gonna wear a low cut dress Mm. it's like no please do not do that you know (laughs) but i think the problem is like we're looking so much towards these people that they feel the pressure is on for them so Mm -hmm. it's like have we inherently mistakenly created this monster created this machine yeah i think that one thousand percent one thousand percent like if someone like you said the whole thing of accountability if they're accountable not necessarily to a person but more so to the shifts of the congregation and the shift of what the culture is saying about them then that's going to influence the way that they make decisions Mm -hmm. that's just a fact so if there if there's not someone that is like okay I have this idea what do you think because you're the one that's innovating you're the one that's like wow we haven't we didn't even see this going to this level and you have all of these ideas you have all these things that push the needle that you know get more people in the door it's like people are trusting you to have the vision but then you're also thinking about like okay how can I like you said get more people how can I reinvent myself essentially so yeah i do think it's the flock it's the sheep i think but also i think that there's a certain like humility that a lot of ministers are missing these days that's true and i see it even i've seen it in even like a local mm-hmm. way and i've seen it even in a bigger scale mm-hmm. you know of just feeling like i'm feeding off of the energy of the crowd mm-hmm. You know, I think, like, even Jesus in his ministry, like, he felt the crowd's emotion. He felt, you know, their need, their hunger, their their willingness to be healed or to hear him. And he felt those things and he was moved by those things. But he wasn't moved in a way to compromise his message. He was never moved in a way to not do the assignment the way it was supposed to be done. Even if he knew that that very thing that he was going to say was going to be upsetting, even if he knew that it was going to to stir up something negative in your heart jesus is still gonna say it i think that we have ministers these days that it's like you want to stay relevant mm-hmm. you want to have a preaching mm-hmm. that is maybe getting the crowd going and mm-hmm. it's like you know maybe you're looking for how many hallelujahs you're gonna get in the yeah. crowd you're looking for people to take <laughs> off their shoe, mm-hmm. shoe and throw it at you mm-hmm. you know and i see this sometimes and i think like as I'm growing more in the spirit, I realize that the fluff and the everything else of the production of the sermon is no longer serving me. Yeah. Like, it's a, actually a distraction now. Mm. Now that I've grown in my faith, I'm like, okay, can you, you haven't even highlighted the messages and broken down the word what or the scripture need. that you said. Or like, sometimes I watch a preaching by famous people 
And it's like you used one scripture, yeah. but by the time we're at the end of the sermon, it don't even apply. Yeah. So it's like, what are you talking about right mm-hmm. now? You know, but you've gone so you got so much in gusto with the crowd that you started <laughs> saying, you know, we're breaking the chains of this. <laughs> we're doing this. Somebody in here, your coworker don't like you. But let me tell you something. <laughs> no, and it's but like, you, where are we going? You said something that was so good one time that kind of shifted my perspective on this. It's like um, we have now, as a society, been we've we have so many other things that come with like who we are, even going into the church, right? Mm-hmm. So when a mis- minister, even they even if they can go into it with good intentions of like I have my notes, I'm about to preach this thing. Once, like you said, they feel the needs of the crowd, they want to speak to that emotion. But speaking mm-hmm. to that emotion is not helping to grow in spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like they have this thing, but then they feel like they feel the trauma, they feel the this, they feel yes, all of that, and yes. it's like you want to speak to that. But like you said, Jesus can feel all of those things, but he wasn't speaking to those things because that's not going to help you grow for real. Mm. And I think that now, because people want to stay relevant, they're towing that line of like grace versus compromise and they're not giving grace, they're compromising. And even with the um, service with Pastor Mike, I feel like that's essentially what happened. You are towing that thin line, but to people that are more spiritually mature, that's not grace, that's compromising. You're compromising the word. You're doing things outside of what you're supposed to do. And it's a hard it's a hard process to go through as a minister because the Bible does say that you're supposed to speak the truth in grace but not compromise, but speak mm-hmm. the truth. So you're supposed, you're called to convict. Literally, Jesus, there's a, um, I think it's in Matthew. It literally says Jesus came to bring division. So you're not going to start preaching and think like, okay, yeah, everybody's just going to agree with me. Then you're not preaching. You're not convicting. If everyone is sitting down and it's like, yes, I felt that in my heart. It's like, mm, there's something that you were supposed to say that you didn't say. And I think even now, I will listen to, not necessarily appreciating, but I would hear something and I know that it's not something I want to hear, but I still appreciate that it was said because I know that's what's going to help me grow. If I'm wrestling internally, then I'm being pushed to growth. If I just feel it, feel like, wow, that was so good. And sometimes we need that, but we can't use that as like, that can't be how you're getting fed on Sunday. Yes. That can't be how you're... Easter, the day of resurrection of all days, it's just like, bro, that's the day that... You need to be serving the food, not the milk. You need to be serving the food. It's mm-hmm. such an important... It's integral to our faith. Literally. Yes. That's the foundation yes. of our faith. So if you went to church on Easter and you don't feel like... Not you don't feel because it's not about feeling. But if you don't... If you're not fed spiritually, if you don't feel like I'm growing in my spiritual maturity... Yes. The pastors did you a disservice. I agree. I agree. Like, even just observing ministers and noticing that, you know, in the in the way they minister, they're always painting the picture as if, like, you as the person, like, being di- discipled or being shepherded by God, mm-hmm. you are always, like, 
this I don't want to say like this victor thing of like mm. yes we are victorious in God but just painting the story as if like you are con- not even the victor I mean like the victim like you yeah. are constantly the victim like mm-hmm. everyone's wrong mm-hmm. and you're right mm-hmm. and all this stuff I'm like that's something that you leave for therapy yeah like that is therapy is meant to validate sermons yeah. are not, not meant, meant to validate, validate. it's mm-hmm. meant to convict mm-hmm. it's meant to bring truth mm-hmm. it's meant meant to bring confirmation of the word of yes. Christ yes. and I feel like a lot of the preachings that you know a lot of these celebrity pastors do it's very much so like you know you're the victim but you know what god is still fighting for you Mm -hmm. and all this stuff and this reason and everyone's a millionaire (laughs) and all this stuff and it's like Mm, where is the actual like word in this like where is the actual word and then one thing that i started observing that i really didn't like and you know what though i will give pastor mike this like when he preaches from the word he preaches Mm -hmm. from the word yes and he doesn't you know compromise on how he talks about the word it's just like we don't need all of all of the imagery. We don't need all of the production to go along with it. We don't need you going on stage to eat 10,000 cakes and bringing them up all up on stage because it's distracting. All I'm thinking is, who's eating all those cakes after service? Like, who? You over here took your dad's shoe, put shoes in them, and I'm like, oh, no. Nah, that, like, that was such a good word it was a good word but it's just like sometimes it's just too, too much. much like i and it's sad because i've sent pe- preachings of pastor mike to people and they're like um why are you sending me a preaching of this guy that's literally wearing a rapper chain and yeah. leggings and all this like not like just criticizing like the look oh of it God. and like yes I'm not going to say, like, Christians aren't called to, like, express themselves in different ways and Mm -hmm. be fashionable and all this stuff. But, like, there is a level of modesty that we have been missing out in the church. Like, Mm -hmm. there is a level of modesty that we're all called to. Not just women to be Mm -hmm. modest in their dressing, but also modesty in the way you carry yourself. Mm -hmm. Carry yourself in modesty. Carry yourself in humility. Carry yourself in meekness, especially if you are a minister. Mm -hmm. Don't carry yourself in a way that's, like, you it's just giving me 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 i just want attention Mm -hmm. i want this i want that like there's also this whole debate like should my minister be coming to church wearing gucci and gold (laughs) gold watches and like you know these necklaces and all this stuff and it's like to a certain extent i'm like yeah it's getting a little weird now like it is getting a little weird like yeah it's just distracting it is distracting it's just very distracting like all of that is like let's Go back to the times where, you know, things were more simple. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say, like, we still want interesting, compelling words, compelling mm-hmm. minist- uh, ministries and all this stuff. But, you know, now when you're trying to mix in different things, it's like, are you compromising spiritually? Yeah. You know, and that's the thing you have to really watch out for it and it's so hard it's easy to sit here as a person in the crowd to say like what you're doing wrong but i do think like something about the lights and the glitz and the glam does get to people it doesn't matter what the platform is anytime you're given a platform you have to make sure that you're constantly checking your ego you're checking your thing at the door because it's so easy to see a crowd moving based off of your one word Word. to not let it get to your head Mm -hmm. and that's when you need to do a 
good job as the minister to redirect that energy towards Christ yeah. and not redirect that energy towards yourself. Yeah. You know, when you start doing to a point where now you're saying jokes on stage and it's jokes that I'm like, hey, was it Dave Chappelle or is it, are you a minister? Like, I can't tell the difference between these jokes anymore. It's like, that's when we have to, you know, be a little bit, cautious because even the things of the world we are in a battle every day to not let these things get our attention but now we have to literally work on that as we're in church we have to work on not letting the culture get you know in the way of just hearing the word anymore like the biggest test to know you know okay is this preaching actually just highly inflammatory and just glitz and glam and production is when you bring out your notebook and you're trying to write notes Mm -hmm. and you're trying to write scriptures and there's nothing you can write Mm -hmm. because it's just a whole bunch of production it's just you know like i'm gonna start jumping up and down and yelling in the mic and all this stuff but it's like what is was the actual substance Mm -hmm. of what you just preached to us yeah and then I just especially don't like when you're manipulating the word the word in the Bible yeah. to fit whatever narrative you feel like people want to hear. Mm-hmm. And that is a big no. Mm-hmm. When I seen that, I seen a famous preacher do that. And after that, I just couldn't watch his preachings the same anymore. It was hard for me because I'm like, how do I not know that you're doing this in other ways? Mm. You know, how do I not know that? Because if this is your style of preaching where it's like, this is a clear parable like Mm -hmm. parables jesus told the meanings after the parable you know jesus said okay the parable of the talents means this the parable of the tares means this no you're not gonna go on stage and say that no actually it means this or i'm gonna no it's Mm -hmm. like it's clear as day Mm -hmm. you know and then when you're manipulating things like that i just don't know anymore yeah like but i do think well, there's no excuse for a pastor, but I think in general, a lot of people, it's like, okay, when you're reading the word, and that's why it's your point of like therapy, you have to have somewhere where you're letting out your human self so that when you're reading the Bible, you're reading it through the lens of like the asking the Holy Spirit to minister to you mm-hmm. what the Bible is saying and not to fit whatever narrative you already have. But obviously because we're human, it's hard. Like you're reading something through the lens of like, you know, Monica Grace's life, Deborah's life. That's how you're reading it to kind of validate yourself or validate something that's like, okay, you kind of want to know, but how, you know, I feel like recently how I know I've grown in spiritual maturity too is when I'm reading the word and I'm not necessarily getting something from my own life. I'm just truly understanding what the word is saying, you know, Mm. in the sense of just foundationally. So I think that's like a, a battle that as a pastor, you should have gotten that down packed. But like you said, it's easy for us to be in this position and like have all of these critiques and say all, all of this stuff. Because I think about even for myself with this podcast, it's like, okay, there's a lot of things that I know I should be saying. And I'm like, mm, not trying to say that or not trying to do that. So how much more is someone that their job is to preach the word and to also be honest about where they're at and what they struggle with. And that's something I also respect with Pastor Mike. Even when things like hit the fan, he definitely talks about like, okay, his humanity in it and how God still has to work through him for that specific thing, you know? I mean, I'll give him like a B minus. 
Because I feel like, because you have said that he has said in preachings, like, oh, I know I'm doing a little too much. Yeah. But then I see him in another preaching saying, like, oh, y'all was mad with Spitgate, but y'all do ah! better, y'all do worse things with spit. And it's ah! like... Jesus! Yes! <laughs> he said that? Yes, he said, y'all oh. do worse things with spit. No, that's crazy. And I'm like, sir, that's this crazy. is not... This is... This is you're on the podium right now. You're this is not a platform for you to now like get back it's at the like, haters. Yeah. Like stop. Like come That's on. OG. That was the human side of you. That was OG. you know. Like, but we're watching the the thing is especially because he's a young pastor. We're watching the sanctification process. But if you're not done with the sanctification process, should you, should you have a ministry that big? Mm, that's a good question if you are still in the midst of being sanctified that is a huge flock to drop the ball on yes you know what i'm saying like if you are not seasoned in your craft not saying that age is a thing but i'm saying like if you are still going through that process certain things is like should you have a ministry that big or should you like then it's like maybe there should be more of a a bigger system of accountability for you. Because if you can recognize within yourself that, okay, I'm still growing a lot along with y'all. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm no better than Mm y'all. If it's really a sense of I'm no better, like, a teacher can't be like, I'm no better. A teacher has to be like, oh, I know a little, I know more, a little more than what you, what, what you, yeah, yeah. what you know. Yeah. And I've, I've gone a little bit more in this process. You can't be like, we're at the same level. Like I can't be learning that material. And then while I'm trying to teach you, because I'm going to be making mistakes. Yeah. But the thing about that, and is, you're going to be copying the mistakes, learning yo, from me. That's that's a hundred percent true. Right. But even there, sometimes where God calls you to something where you don't feel ready, but God says that you're ready. And for people like him and even other famous ministers, like, they feel like, okay, God is calling me to this thing and I know I'm not ready, but God is calling me to it's this thing. It's not about the calling, right? Mm. It's about, like I said, you need to make a bigger system of accountability. accountability. Mm-hmm. Because if you recognize that, okay, God wants me to speak and do all these things and be the pastor, right? But I'm still struggling with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You need to bring in more people in this thing mm-hmm. as well with you then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can't be like, okay, yeah, like, I'm going to my calling, but nobody tell me how to do it. Like, now it's like you have to be open to even asking the people that you trust, the elders that you trust, do you think I handled the situation right? Right. Do you think that I should do this? Even the things that you're going to say, like, you know, like, even ministers, like, why is it not a thing to be like, okay, I'm going to preach this on Sunday. Let me go to my spiritual guide and say, advisor and say, like, Okay, this is the word, and I know I'm going to preach the word, but this is the other things that I'm adding to it. Is but he this... says that he does that sometimes. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, I genuinely, and I'd be giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't him. think so, because I even remember, like, even his control thing. He said, he did talk about how, like, for a lot of t- long time, it was just like he wants to do everything himself. Yes. And if, like, if you have that personality, how will, how easy will it be for you so to like, do that? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If yeah. you're just like, no, I have to do it myself. That's just a mentality that's like, no one can do it better but you. You, yeah. I mean, you know what, though? Even with you saying all of this, this. And this is going to sound so bad, but I'm just going to say it. It honestly makes me feel good because it's like, I have that. But I'm now in a season of like, I have a lot of accountability. Mm. So I cannot have this thing of just like, you know, the way you think, the way you do it. It's just like, that is what it is. It's like, okay, let me ask this person, hey, what's the best way to do X, Y, and Z? You know? And that's something I continue to crave as I'm growing in spiritual maturity. It's like... 
yeah, the stuff I was doing. And it's clear. Honestly, even as you're saying it now, I'm thinking about it. It's like, yeah, the way I was doing life before was not good because I didn't have any accountability. I was just doing whatever I wanted to do. So now that it's like, okay, let me go. Like, I'm being led by the Holy Spirit. But then also, let me go to people that are also led by the Holy Spirit and see how I can maneuver the situation better and filter through that. And through that, you're still going to make mistakes. But at least you know that you did. Literally, the Bible says there's safety in the multitude of counsel. So if there's no counsel around you, you really don't have safety. Mm -hmm. And essentially, God is showing you that because he keeps humbling you in front of the masses. So each time you should have even more of a counsel, even more of accountability, because you know, like, okay, I messed up. Let me now put in reinforcement, reinforcements, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just think of the fact that it's like so many of these ministers also are promoting things that, <clears throat> I mean, this is a side topic but are promoting things that are of the world right and promoting that as something that maybe we should all strive for like what you know like the wealth oh that's Mm. that's another factor because when i talk to people that are unbelievers and i talk to them about christianity though that's one of the comebacks people i've had multiple people within the last Two months come to me and say like, oh, well, what do you think about these ministers that have private jets and Mm -hmm. have all these things? And then I really do have to say, you know, well, there are a lot of churches that are putting back into the community and they're not focused on those things. But it's also true when it's like we do have a lot of celebrity ministers that are now promoting a lifestyle that's no different from a rapper that you would see on Instagram. Like, what (laughs) do we say to that? I do think. Like you said, there's pros to a mega churches being able to give generously to the community, but I don't think that that should be seen in the way that they're dressing and in the lifestyles that they're living. I don't agree with that at all. You know, like I do think because it's a principle of the Bible to tithe. We're supposed to be tithing to the church, and if everyone is tithing ten percent, then the church is gonna have some type but that's of money. The church's money. But that's something to give back to the community. So that's mm-hmm. why I said I don't agree with like ministers and even like people in the congregation living a certain lifestyle. And I think that even the quote unquote wealth that we have as believers is supposed to be to give back to other people. Mm-hmm. It's not just supposed to be to hoard it. You know, yes. I see that even within my own life, every time I'm increased financially, it's not really for me. It's really to provide for other people. It's like, I got my car and I can say my family uses my car way more than I use my car, mm-hmm. you know? So every time we're blessed, it's not to hoard this blessing It's to be able to be a blessing to other people. So I, I think it's showing of your character when you have a certain level of wealth and it's not reflected in those around you and the community you're called to serve. Mm. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree with that. Like, that is something that is also the downfall of creating this celebrity Mm -hmm. pastor because now it's like, 
people are going on tours they're Mm -hmm. going on conferences and they're Mm -hmm. getting paid a lot of money to speak and it's like the more prominent your name is in the community the more money you're getting paid to speak and it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily a problem you know to have the money to be able to i mean there can be issues with that too because it's like what if you're genuinely called to speak to speak to this small town church but they can't afford the price to bring in such you know, a prominent minister or something like that. So when you do put a price tag on your appearance, on your appearances and all those things, and you don't do any type of, like, speaking if it's not attached to a paycheck, then it's like... "Mm." What is the intent? Yes, you know, because it's not like the disciples were like, Jesus was like, okay, only the people that can pay you this much. It's Mm -hmm. like your whole, the whole thing with disciples was like, God told them not, Jesus told them not to take anything with With them. them, You know, they were just at the mercy of like how people would treat them. And the basic, as long as their basic needs were met by people of like, okay, you have food, you have this, you have that. And if there was a need for anything else, God would provide that for them, you know? But now it's like, if you're a minister and your goal is like, you know, just attaining all this wealth and then you're not even humble with that wealth you're showcasing it in ways where now unbelievers are Mm -hmm. now looking at your church Mm -hmm. because it now goes past you because you're representing a church and then eventually the kingdom of god to say that oh the kingdom of god is not looking that much different than wall street (laughs) or you know hollywood so how are we acting in a way that shows that we are called to be different yeah you know and i think that's another problem with making ministers and pastors celebrities is that sometimes now we're feeding too much into you know wealth and yeah. the glorification of money, money you know and then i've seen ministers ask the church to donate for a private jet and it's That's like crazy. i don't know how to justify that of like oh well i need the private jet so that i can go to america and speak at this conference and that conference and it's just like at some point it's like you know, we have to draw the line on this, you know? And if you as a minister are not able to say, like, you know what? I'm going to take a year of not even getting paid for any of the speakings I do. I'm not going to let that lead me. Or, you know, I'm going to give away my money or give away the, the money that I do get from these things. If you cannot do that within yourself, then you need to definitely look at yourself in the mirror and be able yeah. to say like, okay, what is actually ruling my ministry? Yeah. Is it the push for money or is it the Holy Spirit? Right. No, I definitely, I definitely see that. Because now it's like, are we making idols of these ministers? And yeah. I see it because yeah. even I've seen it in my church, in mm-hmm. my church growing up, it wasn't even like a huge church. We probably had like two to 300 people but i see how people would literally run over people and Mm -hmm. jumping through hoops just to be like you know i'm Mm -hmm. doing something for you know Mm -hmm. the ministers and the pastors and all this stuff and i've seen it even situations where like you know I, i do understand that you should you know make sure that the needs of your ministers and pastors are fulfilled you should give them gifts and you should pray over them and make sure that their needs are fulfilled but there is a certain weird point where it's like 
you're serving this person as if they are Jesus themselves. Yeah. And it's weird. Like, I've seen situations of, like, you're literally taking food away from a member <laughs> that came all the way and drove all the way down to get this word just so the pastors could have food first. But it's like the whole congregation is sitting there hungry as well. No mm-hmm. one thought to get provide them food. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it's like, where is our heart really? It's that eye service yeah. to, like, do things just to be seen by this person. And we're no longer looking at them as just people yeah. we're looking at them as like as if they are some type of like i don't know figure to be worshipped yeah you know it's getting weird yeah and i think it's easy as human beings to make things idols like people the way people talk about it it's like as if it's this thing that's like you know only in the old testament they were making idols with um whatever they were making idols with and that's the only way that people can have idols but it's so easy as humans to just like want to ascribe like our affection our love whatever to a specific thing and it's easier when it's something that you can see you know as opposed to like okay i reverence the holy spirit that is within you as a minister instead it's like no like i'm gonna like you said, be at your service, which like you said, it's not a bad thing, but everything that we're doing, there's a God potential and then the devil can use it for negative. And I feel like that's what's happening within the modern church now mm-hmm. of things that it's like, okay, these things are good. You're supposed to tithe. You're supposed to um, understand the needs of the congregation. You're supposed to, but it's just like to the extent that you're doing it now, this is past what is justified as a minister. Even to your point of like the disciples, when I was reading um, Paul, I think it was in, I can't remember, I'm not even going to try to quote it, but when Paul was saying, you know, all of my needs have been met, it's like, he also explained that as a disciple, you can get your regular needs in another way so that when you're going out to minister, it's not because you want the money that these people are going to give. You're going out and ministering the word. Mm -hmm. You have another means of revenue or income. You know, so I think even now, it's like, for example, for this podcast, if we never earn any money from the podcast, we still have to do the podcast because that's the purpose that God has given us to do. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the mission that we have to advance the kingdom. So it's not about getting dismonetized or anything like that. It's about spreading the word. So I think because, and uh, Adrian said this, there's a lot of professional Christians now. And when you have that title, you now, it's a lot of compromising that's happening because you're trying to, this is your job. So you're just going to do whatever, whatever, because this is how you're getting paid. But that's easy to compromise your faith. And it's easy to not want accountability, to not want all these things. Because at the end of the day, let's say the you want to do something and your accountability is like, okay, yeah, you can't do that. That's a revenue that you're missing. Or like you said, if you're like, okay, I'm not going to take any money from, from speaking arrangements. But that's truly faith, you know? That's truly spreading the gospel. If you're going to be like, I'm just going to go and speak the word of God and whatever happens, happens. That's trusting that God is going to provide whatever it is that you need. But I think we live in a society of overindulgence. So you think that you need more than you do. So Mm. you don't want to 
step out on faith in that way because you're like, no, I need the private jet because I don't want to fly commercial. I need, that's an extreme example, but still there's so many things that we think that we need. Once you can't fly commercial, there's something wrong. Okay, that, but if that's an extreme. If a minister says he cannot fly commercial. That's an extreme example. Not saying like, okay, he needs a private jet, but saying like, oh, there's so many people that are going to come up to me. What? That's, that's a, nonsense. Okay, that's an extreme example, but still, even on a lower scale, there's still a level of, like, people after they attain a certain amount of... I even see that within myself of, like, oh, like, I, I don't want to take the train. I'm going to just take an Uber. Mm-hmm. It's like, what was, ta- what was wrong with taking the train before? <laughs> you didn't have no money to be taking yeah. Ubers here and doing all of this stuff. It's like after we attain a certain level of comfortability, we're only okay with that comfortability. But honestly, when we're called in God... You're supposed to be able to get up and go wherever, whenever. And it's going to look uncomfortable. And people no longer want to be uncomfortable when serving God. And that's how we get these kind of idolization of celebrity pastors and all of this stuff. I just think it's just you need to humble yourself. Like, I can definitely see them. No, I can see them saying that they need this thing. But I just think back to what Miles Monroe was saying. He was like, you know, someone stopped him. And was like, oh, where's your security guard? Where's your this? He's like, my wife is my security guard. Like, why would I need all that? Like, that's just like, you're doing too much. You know? Doing too much. Yes. Yes. But also, yeah, when you're in that position, they just feel a false sense of self actually to a certain extent yeah it's weird like yeah. even i forgot some one of my friends who watched her preaching and she's like i noticed that they had like four security guards around the the ministers everything okay and i'm like i don't know i don't i don't know girl no, but like, maybe maybe the minister has especially now in america where a lot of people shoot up churches okay you can have security in the church you don't have to have literally one one person posted at each side on the altar. Yo, you never know. So then we can never know because people have come and in, come into apartments, shot That's people true. up. So That's we should true. have someone at no, <laughs> like this, no, no. I okay, I can see it's that. Ridiculous. I do. I can see that. It's it's just gotten to a point where we have to like when did there should just be a little word. bit more humility, and I think so, even it, some ministers. I think like. I understand we want to use social media as a platform to, like, I don't know, get people to God. But I think that you should have people more so focus the church's Instagram and yeah, not your, your personal, personal Instagram. Instagram. If you, you but, I don't know, even that blue check, I'm like, mm, it's a little off. <laughs> because now you're going to the point of following the yeah, personal life of the minister, minister on social media and following mm. him. And it's just, it's just a little off. Yeah. Yeah. But that's something. It's it's like their way of getting revenue as well. It's like they have to do both. It's like okay, if I have a good social media platform, then people will also come. Let's just challenge ourselves on these things. You know, challenge ourselves to look at it and say like, what's really for God and what's really just for me. Yeah. You know, and just and even we everyday people mm-hmm. struggle with those things and that's why like our ministers and our celebrity whatever they're a reflection of who we are right you know because we have given those people that platform mm-hmm. so we need to look in ourselves if we are putting giving someone a platform that has a gold chain that has a private jet that means there's something within us that wants all those, all those things, things as yeah. well but so they're then playing we need to, to look that. at it they're playing to that thing mm-hmm. i think god is exposing it but the devil is using them 
Yes, no, the yeah. devil is definitely there to corrupt things. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. I think the light is now being shed where it's like, whoa, let's question this for a second. Yeah. And anyone that you cannot question, question. Mm-hmm. you need to be very cautious of. Yes. And that is ministers as well. Ministers yeah. don't want to be questioned. Pastors don't want to be questioned. Yeah. They don't want to, you know, people to say like, oh, you know, I kind of had an issue with X, Y, and Z. People should be able to do that to anyone. anyone. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's mm-hmm. that's it. But even like you said, even in everyday life, people don't like to be questioned. People like to do whatever they want to no, do. No, that is true. But you have to be uncomfortable. Like you have to be uncomfortable. If you yourself have not said, like, when's the last time someone's actually made me uncomfortable? Because mm. in that space of people upsetting you and making you uncomfortable, there's something that you need to take Girl. out there. And that's mm. what I've literally been like trying to tell myself. And I've been having so many situations where I'm like, oh my god, this person's annoying me. Mm-hmm. But then I have to take a step back and say, you know what? This annoyance that I'm feeling, is there something in me that mm-hmm. is prideful, that is arrogant, mm-hmm. that needs to be observed of why this thing is getting to me so much? Right. Maybe they're actually addressing something in me mm-hmm. that's making me take a look in the mirror of myself and I, I just don't like the picture reflected. Reflecting. Mm. You know? It's true. That's, it's, that's a certain level of self-perception that as a society we're just lacking. You have to look at it. Even if someone, and that's the thing even ministers, even if someone is insulting you, even if someone is insulting you, you have to still look at it and be like, okay, what in this thing can I take and what is actually garbage in this? You know, yeah. and we have to be able to do that. Even if like someone, anyone, Pastor Mike was able to look at this podcast and mm-hmm. not say like, oh, these random girls mm-hmm. are hating on me. It should be like, <laughs> no, like what in the, what they said is something that I can reflect yeah. on. And then what is like, okay, they just don't know me. They don't have the information. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're talking about, which is true. Yeah. Both, the, both of those things could be true as well. And I think it's hard when you just want to see things through your lens and not mm-hmm. want to see like, okay, I can see through my lens, I can see through the other person's lens and then filter that through the Holy Spirit at the end of the day, especially if we're all people of God. Truly, if some, if we're saying something that's completely off the mark, then the Holy Spirit is going to tell you. But if we're saying something that's like you can take something out of it, you should be able to go into your quiet time with God and the Holy Spirit minister to you like, okay, these things, you can take this thing out of it and look, like you said, deeper. It's like, do you have an issue with this? Do you have an issue with that? But when you don't even want to be checked by God, there is an issue. Yeah. And don't criticize the other people. Yeah. Because God will speak through anything. And that's even for even on an individual level. Yeah. I definitely had a crackhead tell me something. I'm like, who the heck is this crackhead mm-hmm. trying to tell me what's what about mm-hmm. me? And I have to think about, you know what? Yo, they got a point. That God literally last year definitely was doing that to me all the time. I'm like, what is this person talking about? Like, this person don't even believe in God. Like, they're just chatting. And then it literally all the different things I'm learning about myself within this year. I'm like, oh no, all of that stuff was a thousand percent true. And God will use anyone to humble you. Humble, humble, anyone. Where nobody is above reproach. No one. And when you put someone above reproach, that's when we have put them on a pedestal that they need to come down from. 
come down, come down. Even a, the, the place of ministry is not a place to be glorified. It's yeah. a place to serve. You're supposed yeah. to be a slave, a servant. Mm-hmm. Actually, if you're put in that position, mm-hmm. you are supposed to serve mm-hmm. so much so that it's like you're not resembling this thing that everybody's worshiping. Mm-hmm. You're resembling how everyone else should be. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That literally the least in the kingdom. Yeah. It's supposed to be the least. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Stay Stay blessed. blessed. Welcome to our new listeners and thank you for returning listeners. Please follow our Instagram page, Who's We Are. And be sure to reach out to us via email at www.podcast.tv at gmail.com for any questions, testimonies, prayers, anything you want us to respond to either in the email or in our episode. We love to hear from you and look out for our upcoming news and my book coming this summer.